1: Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Donna and Steve Experience. On my top One everything entertainment. What a beautiful day.
2: What a beautiful day. Donna Valentine is back after a day off. I mean, we uh, our thanks to Kelly Hansen for being yes, here. Yes,
1: so much. Thank but, you. you know. I think she lost for me, so... She
2: did, yeah. It's 55 to 50. I All mean, right, are, this is great. We're talking but,
1: about the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, of course, coming up at 10.30.
2: It always feels better when you're back here, Aww. you know? You're my Mima.
1: Aw, you're my papa. <laughs> See, I finally got you to agree <laughs> to it. I just said to... no,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 Holly. Holly, it's
2: it's now all... you're
1: a baby boo. Yes, A
0: little ho ro. <laughs>
2: I'm
1: still gonna leave. Okay. No, no, Who's no. no your okay. daddy we'll stop doing it. No, stop ho-ro. it. No, oh no, don't, that no.
2: Okay. It was meant to be more like uh, like a papa. Okay. It all right, work.
1: anyway, I'm back.
2: Hey, just so you know, where you are sitting right now, Donna. Yeah. Yesterday, there was a tick on my chest, right in that seat, walking around on my chest.
1: Didn't you just have one on your face?
2: That was on the ride in. And then mid-story, Kelly is d- giving a movie review of It's Me. Wait, hi, I'm Margaret. Is God there? What's the name of the thing? It, um, It's Me, Margaret. Yeah, right. okay, hey, hi. God. It's Me, you... Margaret. What the heck is Close he called? Close
1: enough. Close enough. It's a Judy Judy very Bloom? good movie I guess. Judy Excellent.
2: Bloom. 99% score on Rotten yeah, Tomatoes. My
1: brother loved it.
2: I had had a tick on my face. so I felt like things were crawling on me all morning yesterday. And then, middle of the story, I was like, "I have an itch on my rib cage." And then she was like, "Is it a tick?" And I was like, "Ha ha ha!" Let's just check. And it and was. Then I checked once, and I was like, nah, I think I'm good." And she said, "Why don't you check again? Maybe it's just a fuzz." But I felt something through my shirt, like a little <sighs> bump. A little. And I was like, "Maybe it's like a little fuzz ball, like a hardened fuzz ball." In hardened fact, ladies, fuzz
1: and- ball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever want to hear that come out of your mouth again. <laughs> As it turns
2: out, friends, it was a tick on me live. What were gonna, you
1: doing? Where? What were you doing that you had yeah, to... Because I mowed the lawn yesterday, and I was like, oh, my God, I heard about Steve's ticks.
2: Yeah. Um, I think... We think it might have been from Rex. My dog got groomed over the weekend, and he got a summer buzz. His hair got... I told you this. His hair got super matted. It just didn't look great. Sure. And he... I think probably had some ticks on him on the car ride to the groomer. Ticks that in no way could they reach skin on that thing. He was so shaggy and hairy. He looked like a dog that had been uh, discovered. Like he had just been so bad. So I think he came in the car, ticks jumped off of him, started crawling around. I flick one out the window, but the fact that there was another one, on my person blah, blah, blah. for three hours, Donna. Mm-mm, not I'm going to see if I can post the audio later. I think I'm going to. Uh, I can edit it. I'm going to post the audio of the moment live on air. Okay. When I realized there was a tick on my body, Can't was your wait. weekend any better than mine?
1: I think so. Okay. Um. I so yes, I had a great weekend, and then yesterday I had the privilege of emceeing. The, um, the 77th Annual Conference for the International Institute of Municipal Clerks. Get it, queen? I know. What and a title. So, you should have seen me yesterday. I look so corporate. Oh, yeah. What'd you wear? We were really oh, trying to
2: figure out your outfit on Friday.
1: I, I wore a everything nude, as in like Kim Kardashian's, you know, Kanye, all Neutrals. that. Neutrals. Yes. Very neutral. Like, everything was this color. Okay,
2: she's holding one of her bags, like her purse. Yeah, my
1: shoes, my dress, my nails, my purse. Do you
2: have any pictures? Yeah, you got all gussied up.
1: I do, but I don't think you get the vibe unless you saw me in person. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) It was a great event. There were probably eight hundred plus people in the audience and um mayor jacob fry came and did a little uh speech but wow they do a really great job i mean they are there were people from the netherlands uh, oh there's the uk australia wow. and these are lots people who serve our community you know and they um support the um mayors the city managers and um they're fantastic so i want can i give a shout out to a few please people?
2: and uh, then i have a question about what a clerk is so continue
1: okay um city clerk of saint paul sherry, Moore. Whoop, sherry. whoop uh jody a city clerk from plymouth who happens to be one of my neighbors
3: Jody, it, jody.
1: linda rappy from cassin she is the host clerk uh in charge of the team throwing this entire um, in, in entire conference that they've been working on for a long time. Linda um, Rappy, congrats uh-huh. from Pappy, Vinny, Drew, the whole gang, uh, James. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me. I had a really, really great time. It's going on on uh, at the Hyatt Regency. Oh, and Cap Perkins performed the national anthem, and she was of course. Oh, cool. fantastic and then she did an original song a little bit later but it's a fantastic event
2: every time i've heard clerk i always think like a city clerk i think a city clerk handles money like they have a lockbox almost like they they control the community's petty cash i'm starting to feel like i might be far from being correct you
1: know i don't i i think they they run all the city council meetings Okay. Mm, okay, you know, they're the keeper of the time and all of that. And they deal with all the ordinances passed by the council. Um, I think they do deal with transit, uh, transactions that have to do with money. They also run all of the elections. Um, they are the unsung heroes they're, of yeah, city it's government. It's almost like, almost like yeah. the
2: administrative assistant, or you know what I mean, of, uh, of. A, a, a town. And Because, listen, if you've worked in an office and there's an administrative assistant... Who do you go to when you're in a crisis? You go to the administrative assistant because they just, they handle so many different things.
1: Exactly. They just keep their local government operating. Yeah. So so they're getting it done. Yes. Yeah. Government employees. So variety of, of, you know, duties in different areas. So yay, Yay! city clerks. Yeah,
2: city clerks in the building.
1: Yeah. And they're here, I believe, through Thursday. Oh, boy. They're, yeah, people are partying. They're uh, they're going to seminars all day too. They've got lots of sessions, but, they're but the also... bar
2: at Chili's is going to be a little extra packed. Is what you're telling <laughs> Chili's. me.
1: Chili's. I like that you went with Chili's. But you know, they're they're all exploring. They're looking at our beautiful um, riverfront. They're going to Paisley Park. They're going to Twins games, doing Fun. all the stuff. So uh, they're going to the sculpture garden over at the Walker. Just people are uh, enjoying our city, and we're glad. Spend lots of money, yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> big
3: money,
1: Woo!
2: yeah. Let's go, City
1: clerks. Anyway, I'm back. Thanks for having me,
2: Don. It's nice to have you back. <laughs> Thank uh, you. What we have done to help welcome you back is we've uh, prepared a couple of games for you. One's going to come up 10:30 to today. You're currently losing 55 to 50 in the College of oh, Pop man. Culture knowledge, uh, and, and this this week it is it's like hodgepodge. It's uh, he picks a different different theme each day we're doing musical mayhem all month long and so this is we're going to pop around so we'll find out what today's is that's at ten thirty. um at 11 30 we play the same name game with Rocco Bonello which is always a good time but when we come back why don't we get into this there was a story that it, it came out a couple days over the weekend really and we just haven't gotten to it yet but we can chat about it Kelly Clarkson you may have seen a an out of left field all text post from her mm. on Instagram over the weekend and it immediately gave me, like, Ellen vibes. We'll tell you about the controversy that suddenly kicked up and what she's planning to do moving forward. Kelly Clarkson News. When we come back, Donna, Steve, My Talk.
1: It's us, Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. Woo! Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, along with Holly Roberts for hour one. You said it. I'm very surprised by... This news that you are about to share.
2: Although maybe it's not as bad as it first reads. Kelly Clarkson, over the weekend on Instagram, said that her show's senior staff, including herself, will have leadership training amid a report hmm. that it's a toxic work environment. Jeez. Rolling Stone published a report on Frye where one current and 11 former employees of The Kelly Clarkson Show, alleged this toxic environment. To clarify, they said, Kelly Clarkson, this will make you feel better. They said, she's great. She's fantastic. And they're sure that she's got no clue about how unhappy her staff really is. It's the show's producers that are the problem.
1: I don't think this is an uncommon situation. I don't think it's unique to the Kelly Clarkson show or the Ellen show. I think Mm -hmm. it's probably true of a lot of businesses that the people at the top don't always know what's going on mid-level.
2: The report said that employees are overworked, they're underpaid, and that working there was traumatizing their mental health. Traumatizing? Traumatizing. Wow. Okay. I don't know. Might be whatever. Well... Um, Here's what happened. Kelly Clarkson Here's the report and then jumped to social media rather quickly and then made a statement. She said, in my 20 years in the entertainment industry, I've always led with my heart and what I believe to be right. I love my team. To find out that anyone is feeling unheard or disrespected on this show is unacceptable. I've always been and will continue to be committed to creating and maintaining a safe and healthy environment at The Kelly Clarkson Show. And as i mentioned she said that the senior staff is going to undergo leadership training including herself to ensure that any notion of toxicity is eradicated i think it's uh i I think you're right that kelly clarkson very likely didn't know Mm -hmm. right because when Mm -hmm. kelly clarkson walks in the room everybody's on their best behavior so the producers even if your middle management if the producers when she's gone are giving you a hard time at that point, they're going to be like, oh, and Sherry, look, Sherry had such a great idea. We love that idea. We were, yeah, giving her some uh, hard time earlier. Everybody's laughing. <laughs> it's funny. And Sherry's like, what? This is not what, what you the boss
1: leaves and they're like, Sherry, shit. back to work. Yeah, exactly. You fraggle.
2: Get in your hole and make things.
1: Fraggle. Um, yes. I think also people are afraid to speak up. So if someone's having a problem, they're not necessarily going directly to HR to discuss it. Snitches get stitches. They're going to quit. They're going to quit. They're going to look for something else somewhere else rather than have to confront and then be that guy. You know? Right. Yes. Nobody wants to be that guy. We have to figure out a way to deal with that. Because if you're fearful, that's not good. Mm-hmm. But you also don't want to be that person who is causing problems all the time. Yeah, and I think in on a lot of these shows, there are probably a lot of newer um, you know, assistant producers and people like new in their careers sure. who probably aren't getting a lot of money and are working hard because those are the people who are hustling.
2: Yeah, you're in get the promoted, paying your dues yeah. phase of your career. Rarely is your first job your best paying. Um, you know, I mean, and and usually there are a lot of tasks that come with early positions. Some of those additional things. That being said, good uh, whatever you know. I I have great respect for the fact that every most every show looks much more peaceful on the air than it is off the air. Oh,
1: that's by design.
2: Right. Right. I mean the duck looks like it's coasting but its feet are flipping really fast yeah. underneath the water.
1: I mean how about you, Steve? Like when I started in radio, mm-hmm. let me tell you, I worked every holiday. Mm-hmm. I didn't have I didn't have Christmas off. Right. You know, I might have had Christmas morning off, but I'd have to go in later on. I didn't, you know, I I was an hourly employee who was making very little money. I you remember know.
2: when I first started working down at channel Five, um, and I started going out with these different photographers, and these photographers were you know like in their fifties, and I was like, "How long you been working here?" and they're like, "Oh, this is year twenty seven mm-hmm. and then they would have to work holidays and I was like, "Help me understand why so you you still have to work Christmas or you're doing Fourth of July, you know why in their case. It was because, and this is a grind that you can't control, it's because there were guys who had been working there for 37 years, not just 27 years. And so they were waiting decades to get freaking Christmas off or the 4th of July off.
1: And a lot of times I think these people keep their jobs because there might be a pension on the other side of it. Well, you do it in seniority. That's how I grew up, you you know, mm -hmm.
3: in as much as like, yeah. My parents weren't around for holidays, right? We weren't around for any of that kind of stuff, but because it was part.
0: Hey, it's Mike. And I'm so excited to tell you about Factors, delicious, ready to eat meals. You know, I love good food. And that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never frozen meals that are chef crafted, dietitian approved. And get this.
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
3: Part of, you know, your stru- your compensation structure. Where right. It's like, you know, I mean, many, many a Christmas where it was like, hey... Sit there and watch the turkey. We'll be back later. Right. You right. know? I <laughs> yes. mean, and so I guess I have developed a, a non-sentimental attachment to any of those things. To the holidays. To the holidays yeah. or any of that kind of stuff. It's just like, well, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And you if know? you were
1: probably young and your parents were still, like, working their way up. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. My dad used to get so mad. He'd be like, what are they paying you over there? Why, why are you working holidays? I'm like, because I am
3: like... I'm just starting out, Dad. My first year yeah. at MyTalk. I spent Christmas right here, yeah. at five in the morning. Oh God! <laughs> oh, because you know, you <laughs> oh, know ho, how ho. many families uh-huh.
2: wake up. And look at the Yule log and say, you know what we should do on Christmas morning? Turn, Turn on, on My, my Talk, talk 1071. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's get our dose of pop culture yeah, here on know, Christmas morning. Now, our management, we think, has wised up and that they've understood some of the well, programming ebbs and flows and how people listen and, and, and how they can has listen. Evolved. That's mm-hmm. what I was just
1: going to say. See, now, right. when I was starting out, we didn't have automation. One song didn't just go into another. There mm-hmm. was a human being behind <laughs> the, you know, those transactions.
2: Right. And you know where we're living right now, friends? We're living in the sweet spot where management um, technology has advanced and it has allowed for people in our business more freedom we get a couple of you know uh dark weeks and stuff like that each year we 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 you know it's you don't have a full air staff here on Christmas and New Year's and so we are really fortunate but we're in the middle sweet spot because Donna mentioned step one human beings doing it all song to song to song to song right we're in phase two the sweet spot we've got leniency stage three is and we're aware of this AI will replace us. And so we are living in the sweet spot, but someday we won't be working on Christmas because we won't be working at all. <laughs> right. Some like sort of you know, ambiguous version of Donna and Steve, computery, less stuttering. Right. They will be joining right. you on Techno- Christmas morning.
3: No, Skynet will never replace us, Steve. It's
2: coming, Holly. No.
1: Mm. It's
2: coming, I'm telling you. Listen,
1: it's not gonna affect me, so I don't care.
2: Donna, what if you live long?
1: <laughs> well, I won't be working.
2: But I don't know if you've squandered your money like I'm starting to fear you may have. <laughs> you could be our Flossie Dickie on Christmas morning. Could you imagine, kids?
3: I'm tired. <laughs> Here's a Britney Spears song. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh,
2: this? Lord. oh,
3: my gosh. Yeah. Boy, it's... they
2: think Britney's breaking up, Donna. Did you see that on TMZ? They think her uh, marriage is really on the rocks There right are now. some
1: people who don't think they ever had a real marriage to begin with. That'd be me. Yep. Holly. Holly. Mm-hmm. I don't, but holly's got reasoning behind it don't
3: yeah. don't you holly yeah. i mean hey sam Gary going on his instagram story on sunday night to diss this tmz documentary when that man uh, pfft, gives exclusives to tmz all the time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tell Although, me about it sam
2: but holly um earmuffs for one second holly everything said with yeah. great respect mm-hmm. holly lived in that cult for a while Oh, yeah, yeah. The Colleen and Bradley cult. Yeah,
1: right. The conspiracy cult. mm, So
2: we don't know if she's mm. fully healed and restored to the natural universe yet. It's
1: called reality, Steve. Hey, now, see, that's that's how they get you (laughs) in. Look at the time. Look at the time, everybody. We got to go. But we're going to come back.
2: What? Uh, We both finished jury duty.
1: One of us may have fallen asleep and has to go back and rewatch it.
2: I was awake for 80% of it.
1: But still, we've seen enough
2: to talk about.
1: Okay, let's that when we return.
2: Donna, Steve, myself.
1: Hey guys, it's Donna here with somewhat of a PSA, I guess you could say. I want to talk to you uh, for my friends at Bradshaw and Bryant, and something to remember if you are ever, God forbid, injured in any type of accident. First and foremost, do make sure you get medical attention, even if you don't think your injury is even a little serious because you know what sometimes you don't even realize you have an actionable case until weeks later then After getting medical attention, get a hold of a good personal injury attorney like Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant. Mike would be happy to meet with you for a free consultation. And by the way, attorneys, they don't get paid. You don't have to worry about that. Like, oh, how much is this going to cost me every week? I got to save. Attorneys don't even get paid unless there is an actual settlement. He can explain all of that to you. Listen, when you suffer a personal injury, you're in a vulnerable place. Your health is affected. Oftentimes, your ability to earn is affected, and your family is likely affected, too. You can find out more. Get a hold of Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant at Minnesota Personal Injury.com. All right, we're back. It's Donna and Steve at your service on My Talk 1071. Everything, entertainment. Woo! Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Holly's hanging with us until 10, which is awesome. All right, so I've been telling you about this show called Jury Duty, and I was like, please, please, please watch it. Please, please, please. It's on Amazon Free V.
2: Free V. 4-D-5 Free V.
1: Which, just go to Amazon, and you'll find it there. Yes. Go to your Amazon Prime It's account. within
2: Amazon Prime. Yeah, if you search it, it'll ju- it will like automatically takes you there.
1: Exactly. So, I did want to warn you about one awkward episode, but I figured, eh. I may have that may be the
2: one I fell asleep during. Oh, that's no, good. Nothing struck me as too, too
1: crazy.
3: Holly, have you seen it? The show? I, you know, I haven't completed it. Okay, but uh, yes, I have watched Jury Duty. Do you know the scene I'm talking about? the The situation. I, I think I know what the situation is. Yes. <laughs> does, does it involve? Does it involve? Does it involve this kind of situation? Uh, no, it involves this kind of situation. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah.
2: I so yes, and and I saw a little recap of this moment where there was so stupid. some jumping, and I was like, "Oh, I must have drifted off."
1: Oh, you! Yeah. Oh, dang! I wish you didn't.
2: They re they rehashed it a little bit, though.
1: Yeah, but did you know what was happening? I don't think you did.
2: Well. No, we'll talk off air.
1: All right. But Um, this is, for for,
2: for those who don't know, this is uh, the show where it's a fake trial. Everybody is fake. Everything is, the the storyline is, has a scripting to it. There are characters that have been well thought out by writers. There are interactions that are well planned by writers and producers and directors. And there's one guy who thinks It's all real. There's one guy who's not an actor. There's one guy who's not in on it.
1: I think he thinks they're doing a documentary on jury, jurors. Mm
2: -hmm. Getting unprecedented access to what it's like uh, to serve on a jury. And so that explains the cameras that are allowed in the courtroom, the the documentary style. Think of The Office, those style um, at-camera quips that you give, updates that you give. And all of that. So that's the setup. In fact, I think it was one of the guys who worked on The Office. I feel like I recognized a name from the Office credits.
1: You probably worked on
2: this. Anyway, I just started plowing through it. They are legit about twenty-eight minute long episodes. They are so quick,
1: so entertaining, though. Don't you think it's very entertaining?
2: It is very entertaining. And one thing that I also appreciated was, um, and this won't spoil anything, but the final episode. Is when the curtain because I was just thinking the whole time what's the reveal going to be? Yeah, me what's too. What's the reveal going to be? Too. So that comes in the final episode. It,
1: it, it surprised me how and, they did it.
2: Yeah, and you get to see a lot of the curtain peeled back, and that was very satisfying yes. for me. Like, how did they pull this off? And what about what was you know? And they they answer all of those things, but the the, the real um, interesting thing is this this guy Ronald who was the guy who was not an actor watching his reactions him realize what's going on here. And when you couple that with the fact that he ended up taking jury duty so
1: seriously seriously.
2: And like earnestly went about his business as a juror, which became a very endearing quality, which as I told you last week before I started the show, he's got an agent. He's partnered up with an agency now and they want to expand the brand. I'm not sure in an entertainment, uh, from an entertainment frame of mind, where he goes next.
3: Maybe he'll be The Bachelor. Oh. Yeah. They're going to build a new Bachelor-esque show around him. Being like normal, nice Nice guy, guy, but in Mm. not the pejorative way. Right. Right. And he's open and willing to have a good time.
1: Yeah, I think that's the type of thing they're looking at for him. Something that would be in the reality TV realm. Hmm. He's adorable. This So sweet. This guy, oh my God, if he was my son, I would be so proud of him. Yes. You know, he's just such a... He doesn't say anything bad about... I mean, there are seriously kooky people on seriously. this jury. Yes. And when he's being interviewed, he always gives them the benefit of the doubt.
2: I'll also say this, and I think... You never know how you would have viewed it had you not known. Right. But when I'm told that something is fake, everything does start to look more fake, fake to Yes, me, me too. You know? Yeah. But I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're there.
1: Like the guy re- um, representing himself.
2: The guy representing himself. <laughs> even just the defense attorney in general. Yes, I mean, um, come
1: on. Although I even, have seen some pretty bad defense attorneys, I have to say. Even James
2: Marsden, <laughs> who I really like. When you know he's acting, it's kind of like when you used to watch Punked. Mm-hmm. And we can sit on our couch and think, they're falling for this? They're still falling for this? And now they just added another level of crazy to the prank, and they're still falling for it? But if you're immersed in that environment, and that's all you know. in, in this jury, they end up getting sequestered. And so there's no phone. There's no access to the outside world. They're not hashing this out with anyone in their real life who's like, are you sure this isn't? a prank it's you're just there with your fellow jurors so i i can understand how it's easy to drink the kool-aid and just be immersed
1: it's so funny there's one lady that that's fantastic actress by the way who keeps falling asleep <laughs> <laughs> barbara it's always barbara a barb <laughs> yeah. is falling asleep and you know and this guy ends up I don't think this is giving anything away, but he ends up becoming like the foreman.
2: Right, right. And the judge
1: is on him to keep the jurors in line. And so this kid feels like this pressure. He doesn't want to let the judge down. I just found it very entertaining. You know, sometimes it moves slowly because it's in real time. Right. You know, but...
2: I I also was wondering, I thought, how are they getting these actors... Because then you really got to make sure. I kept thinking, what are all the ways this could have blown up?
3: I think that producers had contingency plans on if this blew up. Right.
2: I think you're right. And and without giving anything away, they do pull back the curtain a little bit in the final reveal episode, where you get to see some of the script, the storyboarded script that they had for that day. And you will see things like, if he doesn't accept this offer here's what we're going to do if he if he gets mad about this then we'll have this person come back and uh so it's just, hard how
1: they just kept well
2: i'm thinking these uh, actors oh these actors gosh. had to. they had to they had to play house for three weeks and they had to like fully live in that because do you know how easy it is to accidentally slip and break character? Yes. And they show something. Something happens. Something happens. Right. <laughs> and I, I thought that my favorite episode of the whole series was episode eight, the reveal, simply because I just love seeing how they make these things work and to see the thought process behind it. And you will see inside of the control room watching live as he reacts to things, as things occur in the courtroom. It's really interesting. And I thought, like the judge, you find out the judge, in this case, he is an actor, but he was a judge.
1: Right, right. There's another
2: guy who is a a very particular character, and you find out he worked for UC Irvine for years and years and years, and then did a little acting on the side. Yeah. And so that's, I think, added to the A, believability of these characters, and B, to the unrecognizableness of these characters. Yes. You know, because I just thought, man, what if he saw some obscure commercial that that person was in or the one show where they guest appeared. He'd
1: probably go, you look so familiar. Like he
2: did to James Marsden. Which
1: is kind of what happened. And this kid's so cute. And then he goes home and watches James Marsden's movie. Because
2: he was like, oh, I heard Sonic was terrible. And James was like, yeah, I was in it. And then he comes in the next day and just has such a, hey, man, I was wrong. I jumped the gun on Sonic it's so freaking funny <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so funny
2: yeah cute. and that and James cute.
1: Marsden does act like the d-bag actor like you yes. think he would like so self-centered he thinks everyone's you know <laughs> cares about there's a the, the black lady that the bailiff oh her but I I'm talking about the juror she is so good at being dismissive of him. Yes. She's just like not
2: buying any of his crap.
1: Yeah, she's like rolls her eyes. She's like, shut up. Like, who cares? Nobody cares.
2: The <laughs> bailiff was awesome too. She was so believable. Yep. It was just like it was just great. It was it was really great. So um I'm yeah, there's so a glad lot... you
1: watched it. Hey, Thank how you. about
2: how about when James Marsden was being method? He had to go into like method acting and they're like on some sort of a scouting thing. And he's trying for a role in an upcoming movie. And so then he like embodies this character and is talking oh, in an yes, accent. He goes yes, like full yes, Daniel yes. Day-Lewis. And they're like, we got to go. Like, it's time to leave. And he's like, oh, well, time to punch out already, huh? <laughs> and they're like, we got to get out of here, man.
1: Yeah, he was great. Yeah, I became fun. very endeared to him after this. I thought he was fantastic. All right, he's so he's I... also in dead to me and that's that was my last impression yes. that I had of him. Yep. Oh my God, so good. Anyway. Anyway, thanks fun. Steve. Yeah, you're welcome. Aren't you and, glad and you watched you, it?
2: Yeah, you fell asleep during some of it. I woke I woke myself up snoring two nights ago like wow. this. Here was here was how I can't wait. <clears throat>
1: love it
3: and i was like oh my gosh
1: it's 1 a.m
2: i'm on the
1: couch did i I wake anyone i'm not gonna throw any stones i am completely guilty of doing that on a regular basis so loud any um hey really quickly um if you were a fan of weeds and nurse jackie holly i'm sure you had this in a dirt alert at some point oh my god they're coming back Showtime is bringing back two of... This was two of their best shows. Uh, Nurse Jackie with Edie Falco and Weeds with Mary Louise Parker, who plays a drug dealer and a mom. And they are both returning in their original characters and both of those ladies are going to be executive producing their respective shows. Good for them. No word on the plot of the Nurse Jackie sequel, but Weeds is going to revival... Uh, that that revival is going to feature Nancy living in Copenhagen, Denmark. Oh. So no other word on casting, but we're going to keep an eye on that because those were very two very beloved shows. So very exciting. You
2: are our queen. Thank you. I really like this next story. It's going to be time for See Something, Say Something. When Gen Zers get nervous, they start to talk a certain way. Oh, no. Don't look at it. It's mm-hmm. funny, and you're there, and then we have a couple examples of how this might play itself out in real life. Uh, so we've got that, and then Donna found a uh, a new trend for destination weddings, and it is way out there. We mm-hmm. will get into those when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk.
1: Hey guys, Donna here for Spire Credit Union. You know what? I want to give you a heads up that a truly free checking account is not a thing of the past. Not at Spire anyway, and when I say that, I'm not kidding. You can enjoy no monthly maintenance fee, uh, free bill pay, e-statements. You get a Spire debit card. Plus, you can even manage your finances on the go if you want. Oh, Inspire signature Visa credit card earns you... Rewards, which is nice, but it also gives back a quarter percent to the community with each purchase. Spire's got 22 locations all over the place. Their latest is in Golden Valley off 394. I'm sure you've seen it. And Spire has been in the people helping people business since like 1934. I think it is. Their staff is friendly. They're super experienced. They're going to take care of you. They're going to make it easy. They've been named Minnesota's best credit union by Forbes and also the Star Tribune. You can visit myspire.com to learn just how simple it is to open a free checking account. A $100 minimum opening deposit required. Spire is insured by NCUA. Hey, guys, welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Don't forget, coming up at 10.30, the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, when I make my official comeback.
2: Yeah, it Woo! begins today. Can't Pe- wait. People were feeling the mojo.
1: Yeah, they sure Ooh. were. I can't wait to hear more about that coming up at 10.30, but right now we've got to do this. Hey,
0: if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? If you, you see something you, so Time for something If you, you See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight.
2: Well, apparently there's a trend with some Gen Zers. Gen Zers, if you hear, we hear that phrase a lot now. Generally born between 1997 and 2012, which makes them what? Anywhere up to 25 years old and a down male. to about 11.
1: I was told yeah. there would be no math. Sounds good.
2: It felt tough in my head. I did it in a reverse way. And it's I'm okay. Sorry we forgive you. It. It's
1: fine. Just erase.
2: Well, the UK's Guardian newspaper.
1: Never heard of it.
2: They just did a story on how Americans have started speaking in a British accent when they feel awkward in social situations.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: okay. So okay. A, what? Hang on. Hear, hear me out because it, it's actually, I think, a lot more relatable than you think. They talked to a bunch of Gen Zers who admitted, hey, this has kind of become a habit for me. Most said it's something that they unconsciously do when they feel uncomfortable. No, no, no. Here's an example. A woman who works in tech said she recently wanted to let her boss know that she was feeling burnt out. So without thinking, Donna, she said in a British accent, it's affecting me mental health, isn't it?
3: (laughs) Okay. Oh, boy. Okay, oh, You're, on. you're, you're giving not... Dick Van Dyke a run for his money, <laughs> Right? Steve. Oh, my God. remember that. It
2: affected me mental health. Didn't <laughs> it? Then her boss, who's older, was like, what the heck was that? So some Gen Zers say they also do it like if they need to confront somebody. Like there was a guy who needed his roommate to take the trash out, and he said that he told his roommate in a British accent, can you please take out the rubbish? <laughs> Because it
1: feels okay, so it theatrical softens, and softens right? It. Okay, so if you have a problem with your roommate and you want them to get the dishes out of the sink, how would you handle that? They've been sitting there for a day, let's say.
2: Don't you think it's high time for these dishes to get a bath, now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know? Ah, that's great. And it doesn't okay. feel confrontational. Right. Like if Lou was
2: pissed off at me, which happens, if she came at me with... Let's use socks. And if she was just like, "Hey there, you know, cheerio, mate. You mind picking up these sockies? Not going to walk themselves up all day now." I'd be like, "Huh. You know what? I will pick these socks up because they are not going to walk themselves up. It feels chim chiminy to me. It feels lighter. <laughs> so I understand why they do it. I, I I wonder if it works with other accents. I don't know. The British one is what the Guardian honed in on, and some Gen Zers are like, yep, do it. It helps me.
1: It's cute. If you're doing it in a German accent, that's probably going to sound a little too harsh.
2: Almost harsher. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that.
1: Schwang! Dunka!
2: (laughs) Schwang! I don't
1: don't know German. Sorry. Schwang! What do you call that? Bratwurst? No. Is that a German thing?
2: That is. Bratwurst is a German uh, delicacy. Yes, it's Mm -hmm. like...
1: My well, delicacy would,
3: would well, be a little
1: far-fetched. Donna, I'm trying to generous. not
2: lose any more German listeners. Okay. <laughs> I th- would like this question to be answered, though. Do we know the difference between a bratwurst and just a sausage?
1: Yes.
2: Please, please. We have five minutes. Go ahead.
1: I don't think a bratwurst is pork.
2: Is that right? No.
1: Is it? Yeah. Maybe it's a mix. It's lighter in color.
2: Excuse me. Hey, Siri, what's the difference between a sausage and a bratwurst? It
1: would have been nice if you did that uh, to begin with.
2: (laughs) I didn't know we were going to do it. I didn't know you were going to offend Germans.
3: A A bratwurst is a type of sausage, and it is made from pork. Okay, Okay. so it's a German or feel. German
1: sausage. Yeah. And then, like an Italian sausage, maybe has
2: seasonings. Some of those, uh, some nice tomato sauce on there. We got some nice mm-hmm. onions and peppers. Yeah. And then,
1: Steve, we've got kibasi,
2: Oh, uh, or kielbasa, <laughs> as you nerds like to say.
1: Yeah. Okay, bologna. <laughs> Back home,
2: Holly, we call kielbasa in Jersey and Pittsburgh. We both grew up with it being called kibasi. Yeah, <laughs> that's not even close
1: to I think it's, correct.
3: Uh, yeah, but I think we even spell it like that. You know, weird things are happening over there on the East Coast. You know, I, I point to yep. the Carvel mascot, Cookie Puss. <laughs> I love Cookie Puss. In Polly, fact, I have a
1: Cookie Puss magnet that I look at every day of my life. Aww.
2: We spent the better part of the first eighteen months of our time doing this show together. Once a week, Cookie Puss came up. We had we had drops where it was there was because there was one commercial where it was you know they were pushing Cookie Puss for a while. And then they wanted to score more sales around St. Patty's Day, so yep. then they brought in Cookie Opus,
3: <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and he's like, like an alien. You know. Yeah, <laughs> and he's intergalactic. I mean, yeah, yes. it's either Fudgy the Whale, yep, yes, who is also Santa if you just turn Flip the mold around, uh-huh. same mold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We
1: talked a lot about Cookie Puss, and then Carvel sent us,
2: yeah, Cookie Puss
1: uh, Pop. Or beer?
2: We should start Cookie talking about beer. Mercedes.
1: Oh, okay. Right? Good idea. Let's talk mm-hmm. about diamonds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> diamonds.
2: They just seem so crazy. Yeah. I
1: was listening. This. What's the deal? Oh,
2: oh by my... the way, <clears throat> there were probably, oh, goodness, I don't know, four or five different people who reached out yesterday and said, after you talking all about ticks on their YouTube ads, on their Instagram feeds, they were getting all sorts of tick prevention stuff.
1: Not a bad thing. Thank you. By the way.
2: I've done a service, yes.
1: I'm just going to say this, and then I won't follow up. Make sure you get your dog on a flea and tick treatment and heartworm. Thank you.
2: You're right. You said you were going to lend me some heartworm medicine. I think
1: I have some at home. I'll I'll bring it in tomorrow.
2: What about your personal ringworm medicine
1: that you've been using? Oh, you're so funny. How do you Donna. do it? Did you take, a like, an improv class? <laughs> did you? Yes, I and? I did. A few years ago. Studio so <laughs> Ace <ask> Comedy Cabaret. Ugh. <sighs> Anyway, anyway. I, I, yeah, that yes and doesn't work for me. I'm no, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, destination weddings. You ready for this? Yes, it is the most expensive destination wedding you could ever be invited to. Weddings in space, it's coming soon. Okay. There is a high altitude balloon company called Space Perspective, and they are doing wedding packages and uh, plans to start sending people up by the end of the year this year i don't hate it i hate it okay i hate it for me not for you yep with donna yeah i hate
2: the price
1: uh let's see what is the price i think it's about oh.
2: 125k per what? person right around there Oh. so it's like a million dollar wedding eight people are gonna go up and uh now you do it's a really posh balloon though they're not sending you up there in some hot air balloon it's posh on the inside this thing looks like a friggin' oh. Vegas nightclub. Oh, it looks like, great. Really? Yeah. Like
1: white tablecloths and everything? Not
2: that. Just think more it's like, out. like spacey. Like uh like Star Wars chic. Okay. Yeah, I think it looks nice. And then you do get that view of you know, where you can see the roundness of Earth. Sure. You get that view, so that's that's sort of where you are and you're in this Orby thing. I'm but just, it is a balloon above you that lifts you up, which I find that to be a little, what if you get, what if there's a a, a hole?
3: I don't know. This sounds like a disaster movie starring Gene Hackman and Shelly Winters just waiting to happen.
2: <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> sounds oh, like a good yeah. one.
1: And I could see all the cheesy, like, vows, like, you are out of this world. Oh, you duh. Know? No, Steve.
2: That was a good, no, I'm just saying that was a good like spaceship lady voice
1: oh thank you (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) i'm uh open for business and available for work
2: she's it's either county clerks or futuristic space lady voice whatever all
1: right anyway uh go get a dog go get your dog license too with the city clerk that's uh that's a thing okay bye holly bye